Welcome to the Clean Simple Free Podcast. This is episode 59, and I'm your host, Ashley Fox. We are discussing spring cleaning, and last time we talked about clearing our kitchens. So hopefully, if you've been following along with this podcast as the episodes are released, hopefully you've got a nice, clean, tidy kitchen. Today we're going to be discussing the bathroom, which I consider another workspace in the home. So stick around and we'll dive right in right after the break. All right, so this is part two in the spring cleaning series, and it's all about the bathroom. I mentioned it being a workstation. The thing is, when I think of the bathroom, typically when our countertops are full, it's because we're working on a project, doing our makeup, styling our hair, using toiletries, whatever. So the things that are on the counter are less decorative than what you'd find in a living room or a bedroom. And these are things that we use and then put away. So I wanted to start in both the kitchen and the bathroom to focus on these workspace type areas. So what we're going to do is step one, determine where we're going to start cleaning first. For me, I chose a cabinet that hangs on my wall. I have my morning and evening lotions and hair products, deodorant, things that I use on a daily basis. So I started there because it's out in the open. So wherever you start, whether it's in the shower, under the sink, on the countertop, figure out where you're going to start. And then step two, remove everything from the spot that you've chosen. Before diving in, I'd like to remind you that the reason for naming off this incredibly detailed list of things that probably sound basic, I know you know to go through your makeup, your toiletries, but... As minimalists, it's important for us to evaluate the old that we have while simultaneously bringing new things in, whether you're replacing an empty bottle of shampoo and recycling that empty bottle, or whether you purchased a new trinket, it's important to stay on top of this balance so that we don't find ourselves drowning in clutter. This is not to say that you're going to spend the rest of your life decluttering and editing and focusing on your clutter, but it's more of a mindset shift and a lifestyle change to make sure that you're staying on top of this balance. Just like when you incorporate a new habit, whether it's going to the gym, eating healthier, or taking on a new class, it's important to incorporate the habit of decluttering as you go about your day-to-day. So with that reminder in mind, let's go ahead and start talking about hair care products. If there is a product that you purchased that you don't use or that doesn't work for your texture of hair, go ahead and get rid of it. Anything that doesn't work for you is simply taking up space. You also want to check and see if you're getting low on a product, add it to a list of items to replace. Go through all of your hair care from toners and dyes to shampoos and styling tools. Remember, there is no hard and fast rule for what you must keep. If you don't use a curling iron, go ahead and get rid of it. I know people who have gotten rid of their blow dryers in favor of air drying their hair. So whatever works for you, go ahead and keep that item. And things that you just simply don't use, go ahead and get rid of it. Once you've sorted through all your hair care products, including combs, brushes, and made a note of everything you need to replace, go ahead and move on to your makeup. Remember, makeup has an expiration date. They can be good, makeup products can be good anywhere between three months and two years. I believe it's 24 months for foundation and three months for things like eye pencils, mascaras, as well as lipstick being good for only two years. There are way too many people that I know 
that keep lipsticks for several years and they'll talk about, oh, I've had this for like five years and just think about the breeding grounds for bacteria. So go ahead and stay on top of your makeup collection. Eyeshadow palettes go bad too. So go ahead and run a simple internet search to see when your products actually expire and that will help you to assess and make a decision on what is worth keeping or not. You also want to make sure that your makeup brushes are cleaned regularly and that your sponges are thrown away. Sponges are very easy to get damp and they can become moldy and just gross, so make sure you evaluate your makeup tools as well. If you have any extra cosmetic bags, now would be a good time to go through those and see which ones you'd like to keep and which ones are just taking up space. You can swap out the newer ones for the older ones that are about ready to go into the trash can, and you can just evaluate as you go along. Sponsorship helps to keep this podcast running, so let's take a quick break for a word from our sponsors. And welcome back to the episode. Let's start talking about other toiletries. These are things like toners, moisturizers, lotions, shaving cream, all that good stuff. These types of hygienic products are probably things that you use on a daily basis, like your moisturizer or your deodorant. So if there is a scent that doesn't work for you or a product that doesn't work for you, go ahead and see if there's something you can supplement it with. Do you have another face cream? Do you have another body moisturizer? Use up the stuff that you have first before you go out and buy a new product to bring into your house. So evaluate these things and the spaces that they're in. Is there a spot that's a little bit better for your toiletries that you use right after getting out of the shower? Do you want it all the way underneath the bathroom sink when you have a shelf right as you step out of the shower or tub? Go ahead and switch things around to make them more convenient for your lifestyle and where you'll need to use them. Go ahead and group like items with like. It's extremely important in both the organizing process and, even more importantly, where we leave them after we have organized everything. So you can totally rearrange and make your stuff work for you. I emphasize this because of personal experience. When I first moved into my home, I hated the bathroom. I don't know why, but it was my least favorite area in the home. And I didn't like to spend very much time in there. I would put my makeup on in a different room in front of a mirror. And I was like, why don't I like it in here? And it's because I had half of my hair products under the sink, half of it on the shelf on the wall, and I had everything grouped together very randomly. It felt very chaotic, and I felt like I was always looking for things. It wasn't anything to do with the small amount of counter space, which I do have a very small countertop area, and it just it wasn't flowing correctly. So by switching things around to places that made sense and grouping like items with like, I was able to transform that space into a room that I actually enjoy being in. Let's talk about linens in the bathroom. Do you have a lack of washcloths? Maybe they've gotten damaged in the washer and you've gradually thrown them away and now you only have three good washcloths? Or are you on the opposite end of the spectrum and you have so many towels and extra blankets that don't really belong in that room stored under your sink that it's just overflowing? Evaluate that stuff, write down a list of anything you need to replace, and take the excess out and get it ready for charity. Sort of piggybacking off of the topic of storing items where they make sense, some people like to keep their heating blanket under the bathroom sink or different linens in different areas of the home. 
If you don't have a designated linen closet, you may fall victim to keeping your blankets and sheets and pillowcases in the bathroom, and that is perfectly okay if that is an area in the home where it makes sense. But if you have linens separated between three different closets or three different rooms in the home, evaluate where you actually want to store them. Do they work better in your bedroom closet because it's right by your bed, or does it work best in the bathroom? If so, Go around your home, gather up all the linens, and place them under that sink. You can experiment with different things and see what area makes the most sense. If you try everything in the bathroom for a week and it doesn't end up working for you, you can always rearrange. If there are other things that are not bathroom specific that have made their way in there, like if you have kids and their bath toys are under the sink, see if you want to keep them under the bathroom sink or if you'd rather keep them in a separate bin in your kids' rooms. I mentioned not having a proper space for light bulbs in the kitchen episode in part one, and if you have things like tools or something that would be better suited to a garage workbench, but you don't have a garage like I don't, then figure out where the best place in the home is to keep stuff like that. It's very important because this is your space that you're going to be living in, so you want to make sure that it works for you. Something I often run into when organizing my bathroom is duplicate products. If you have three different beard trimmers or haircutting scissors, check and see which ones you actually need. There was a time way back when I was making YouTube videos in like 2014 where I realized I had three sets of nail clippers. That was so baffling to me. Apparently, I wasn't keeping them in the right space at the time, so I'd buy new sets, and I don't know why I ended up with so many nail clippers. So now I keep all my nail care in this little caboodles organizing bin. So I have my nail files, my nail polish, everything like that in this one little container. So nail care is also important to evaluate and all those other knickknacks like beard trimmers or haircutting scissors if you do your hair at home. Something that I feel is often overlooked are the products in our showers. If there's something that's taking up space in your shower or on the edge of your bathtub, make sure to take it out of there if it's not something you use on a regular basis. For example, sometimes I use baby oil after shaving but before moisturizing, but I don't need it in there with me at all times. When I'm planning on using the baby oil, I'll bring it in the shower with me and then I'll dry it and stick it back on the shelf for the next time that I need it. So you don't have to have 10,000 products on the edge of your bathtub. This will clear things up visually and also make it to where things aren't constantly falling down around you as you take a shower. The bathroom mainly consists of toiletries, but it's also a good idea to evaluate things like if we need a new bath mat or if our toilet brush is in good condition or needs to be replaced. So check those items out as well. If you keep cleaning products in your bathroom, evaluate if it would work better to be with your kitchen cleaning products or if you prefer it in the bathroom, and also see which products you have not used recently and properly dispose of the ones you no longer need. In the first part of this series, I mentioned six steps that we'll use for every space in our home. And I talked about step one and step two briefly, but just to recap, step one is determining where you'll start cleaning. Step two is taking everything out of that spot. Step three is to clean the area thoroughly and make any repairs or make a note of repairs that you need to come back to. Step four is to sort the items. 
the keep items, anything that's expired or to throw away. And step five is to analyze the space and determine if you need storage solutions. I would also add that in step five, we would also determine if we need to move items to a place that makes more sense. Step six is to put everything that you're keeping back where it goes. This also applies to our decorative items. If you have decorative stuff on your bathroom counter or if you have art in your bathroom, you would follow the same steps with a little bit of a revision. You'd decide if there's anything you'd like to get rid of, you would dust everything off and clean it, and you would move it around if you're looking to rearrange things. So that way you can have your bathroom totally cleaned, totally organized from top to bottom. If you have multiple bathrooms, you'll definitely want to apply the same principles to each bathroom in the home. If you have an upstairs and a downstairs, for example, you might want your downstairs bathroom that is near your bedroom to be where you keep your makeup and toiletries, and the upstairs guest bathroom would be more for linens, cleaning products, and things of that nature that your guests might use. Make sure to be thorough about this process, and next time we will dive into a new area of your home now that the kitchen and bathroom are totally clean. That wraps up this week's episode. I hope you enjoyed it and were reminded of useful tips to help you get everything clean and simplified. If you want to do this challenge with me on Instagram, post your photos and use the hashtag CSFSpring. I'd love to see your home transformations. If you have a suggestion or comment for me, I want to hear from you. Email me at clean.simple.free at gmail.com or reach out on Instagram at username clean.simple.free. Thanks so much for supporting this podcast through listening. And remember, clean spaces make for a more simple way of life. And when life is simplified, your mind will feel free. See you again soon.